I'd like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Welcome to Nine Cents. Nine Cents is a satanic perspective of our modern world. I'm your host, Adam Campbell, and it's great to have you. It is December 11th, and I've got a great show for you this week. I've actually got the rest of this year closing it out. A couple more episodes, and they're all going to be kick-ass. But first, I want to address a little something that happened after last week's episode. I was contacted um, by a listener who had referred me to Black Adder's Christmas Carol, presumably after hearing my take on uh, Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol that I was watching uh, the Muppets TV version of it. And the Black Adder's Christmas Carol is hilarious. It's a British comedy, so it's a little bit dry, so if you don't like British comedy, definitely stay away from it. But if you do, and you enjoy good humor and a colorful, playful take on the Christmas Carol, like the one I gave last week... Uh, this is great. I, there was actually one failing moment, I find, at the very, very end, when... Gosh, I don't really want to ruin it for you if you haven't seen it, but it's old, so you probably have seen it already. Uh, and if you haven't, just go and see it anyway. Um, so, Scrooge in this version is this really kind-hearted uh, fellow who just gives things away, everything, so he has nothing. So, he's sort of the exact opposite of the uh, Charles Dickens version. And... In this, when he's visited by the ghost of uh, Christmas, he realizes that if he was a little more self-serving, then he would be uh, famously rich and wealthy and powerful uh, in the future. And that his own actual ancestry comes from those who are a little more cruel, a little more self-serving, a little more famous. That drives him to immediately cease his selfless ways and treat everyone in the manner in which they should be treated, because they literally are treating him like a doormat throughout the entire episode, which is, you know, part of what makes it funny. So at the very end, um, after he has retrieved his money, he's retrieved his food, he's retrieved his presents, uh, he learns that if he just would have stayed being a good guy, then he would have been awarded title and land and money by the Queen of England. Um... And that's the only downfall, I think, because up until that point, it's a gentleman who was walked all over um, because he was trying to do, quote-unquote, the decent thing and be a good Christian as uh, as far as Christians are you know, told to be. And for it, he got nothing. And the second that he realized that he was being taken advantage of, because he was blatantly being taken advantage of, that's when the whole, you know tables turn on him, and oh, well, if you just would have been good and fought through it, then maybe you would have been rewarded all this, and at the end of it all, it just wasn't worth being self-serving. Well, that's obviously not how real life works. However, it was very entertaining, and it was a good take on it. So, Blackout's Christmas Carol, uh, great show. Thank you so much. Uh, You know who you are for uh, recommending it to me. I appreciate it. 
today has been a ridiculously busy day. Not only am I recording spots for the uh, horrific holiday special, which I'm going to mention in a moment, but I've been brewing nonstop all day. So immediately this morning, I had to siphon. I had to siphon the pumpkin porter that I had brewed last week into the secondary. But also, I decided to brew again. And it is the same weekend that I have to bottle the wine that I did in September. So it's been a while. I almost forgot about it, actually. So I had to clean a bunch of bottles and sterilize them. I had to clean a bunch of equipment and sterilize it. And all three of these, the secondary, the bottling, and the new batch of beer that I brewed today kept me busy to no end. On top of all of that, a little bit of holiday shopping, uh, a little bit of dealing with uh, kind of house board kids. Uh, one of them got in trouble, so he's been hanging out around the house all day, and it's just been sort of hectic. And actually, this is my time out. <laughs> doing this podcast is my personal time. Go figure. I, I love doing it, so I don't mind at all. Okay, so what is this horrific holiday special I'm talking about? Well, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, really, for our episodes, uh, I'm putting out a holiday episode. And you can say, Adam, why are you putting a holiday episode when Christmas isn't your holiday? Well, one, it breaks up the monotony of the rest of the year. Do you like that? How I just talk to myself and answer myself seamlessly, <laughs> not even pretending like it's some strange thing to do. Uh, for me, it's pretty normal. Uh, okay, so it's just something that I want to do to help not only break up the monotony of the episode, which I admit can be monotonous, though I love hearing myself. I Even me, even I have limits to it. Uh, so I want to make it interesting, right? I reached out to a couple uh, exceptional individuals who have come through with bells. So expect an entertaining and fun breakup episode of a horrific holiday cheer. And it's not going to be like your regular nine cents. This is going to be more uh, of a story. Uh, not really a depth story, but a story nonetheless. So it's going to be entertaining. I think it's going to be funny. If you enjoy the show, chances are you might find it funny as well. Might. Um, the individuals that have contributed, I think you're going to help, are, are going to help uh, really make this a worthwhile episode and something that I may, you know, do every year. Uh, I mean, there's really only three times, or okay, there's four times of a year that I'm going to do something interesting and special. Valpurgis Noct, my birthday, Halloween, and the holidays. And that's really kind of it, because those are the major, not only for me, holidays, but those are kind of the, touching on the major holidays for those of us that are Satanists and Church of Satan members and uh, those of us who are interested in the darker side of things, so to speak. So look forward to that in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, Tuesday is Guns and Roses. And I know a lot of you don't like Guns and Roses, and I don't care. I love them. I have liked them since I was a kid. Uh, I'm actually still a fan of Axl Rose. I don't care. I enjoy his music. I think he's an interesting character. He's definitely a character. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, they are putting out three-hour shows at some time, at some venues. And this Tuesday, I'm going to bring my son to this first concert, and it's going to be G&R. They haven't been in the city or even in the state for, I think, double-digit years. So this is going to be a great moment, uh, not only for me, 
to see them again. But my kid's first concert, I think this is going to be a good one. I'm really excited about it. This is one of those things where I was growing up, I didn't get to see any concerts ever. And music played a huge role in the family life that I grew up around. So it was a little strange. I mean, obviously, Guns N' Roses was still attributed to those sort of uh, evil devil rock bands because I grew up in sort of an, well, in a definitely an ignorant area um, with, uh, with just ignorant parents when it came to music. But it didn't stop me from appreciating the music, and it's certainly not going to stop me from exposing my son to it. And if he likes it, awesome. If not, it was an experience, and he can carry that with him, and next time I'll let him choose the band we go see. Right? Gosh, I'm just blabbering. I actually, there's like a bunch of other things I want to talk to, too. Um, you know what? Okay, so last, uh, last week I brought you the... Uh, Christmas Carol. I actually call it the Christmas story, but it, I, I was meaning the Muppets Christmas Carol movie uh, review. And I had mentioned that Frosty the Snowman is a commie. Well, I'm going to address that today. And, you know, it is a bit of a stretch, but I think it's fun. I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to do this in the only way I know how, and that's to read Frosty the Snowman lyrics. <laughs> give you sort of my commentary on it, okay? Frosty the Snowman was a jolly happy soul, with a corncod pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. How, could you imagine the, like, the, in the era this was written, and certainly the area of communism when Marx had first written it in the 1800s, um, uh, or come up with it, this was sort of like, like, you had a corncod pipe, like, that was like a normal thing. But could you imagine that nowadays, a corncod pipe? So he's calling back. This song is calling back to a bygone era of corncod pipes, button nose, and eyes out of coal. Hardworking. Uh, that's really the, the cornerstone of communism, isn't it? The state owns everything, and you work hard, and you get a piece. Everyone works together, and it's this grand thing. Not really, but that's where we start. So Frosty the Snowman is a fairy tale, they say. He was made of snow, but the children know how he came to life one day. A lot like communism, right? That's ah, a fairy tale. Groups of people couldn't work together without self-interest involved. Let the state run things and then distribute it evenly to the entire populace and everyone's happy. That's a fairy tale too, because in practice that never happens. Humankind gets in the way. <laughs> so, Frosty the Snowman literally is communism in that respect. And, there's like a little bit of a pedophile shit going on here. I mean, he just played with kids all the time. I don't want to hear this crap about, oh, well, the kids made him and he was just hanging out with the kid. You know, bullshit. This dude was a grown snowman who could have had any other snowman to play with that he wanted or any other adult. What about the kid's parents? Did they know anything about this guy? Do they know that they stole their dad's corncob pipe to give to Frosty the Snowman? It's not community property. It's Frosty the Snowman world it is. Communism. Hey, everyone gets to share, right? Bullshit. Frosty the Snowman convinced these kids to steal shit for him. And then what? Then he runs away with the kids. How disgusting is that? There's more to it. There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. For when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around. Silk hat, huh? Like a yarmulke? Did you know Karl Marx came from a long line of rabbis? So this is literally a Jewish commie who steals kids. 
Like, that's what it comes down to. You really can't see it any other way. Fozzie Snowman is a Jewish communist who steals children and runs away with them. After stealing your stuff, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the kind of guy you want to sing to? This is the, the, the icon you want to build with your children in your front yard? I don't think so, Tim. It's a little bit strange for me. Uh, <laughs> a little silk hat, just like a yarmulke. Crazy, right? Crazy. Crazy like a fox. <laughs> oh, Frosty Snowman was alive as he could be, and the children say he could laugh and play just the same as you and me. Who else could do that? Laugh and play just like you and me. Who had little strange proclivities. Michael Jackson? You trust him with your kids? Hmm, I didn't think so. Oh, look at Frosty go over the hills of snow as he's running away with the children. Frosty the snowman knew the sun was hot that day, so he said, let's run and have some fun now before I melt away. So what, he wants to go somewhere cold and dark and damp with children? Like a, like a cellar? Like, like a basement? He wants to take the kids down? What is he going to do when he gets there? Down to the village with a broomstick in his hand. Now he stole some lady's broom! How this was a sweep! Back then, the, things were always dirty. They didn't have vacuums. Yeah, yeah, so he steals a cod pipe, he steals a broom, he probably even stole the yarmulke. Is this guy even Jewish, really? Really? Frosty the he's a disc. Alright, running here and there, all around the square, saying, catch me if you can. Yeah, so he's playing little kids' games with the kids, that's pretty sick. You're a grown snowman! Play with grown snow people. He led them down the streets of town right to the traffic cop. Oh, oh, what's this? And he only paused a moment when he heard him holler, stop. So, he's going down to take the kids somewhere cold. Probably dark and damp, too. And then he runs across a cop who tells him, no, 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 what are you doing? Stop! Stop running! And then, he had to hurry on his way, but he waved goodbye saying, don't you cry, I'll be back again someday. Yeah, so as soon as he was caught by the police, he ran away. This is a Jewish communist socialist, thief, child abductor that's on the lamb. Like, he hasn't been caught yet. And every day that it's snowing, there's a chance that this guy is going to come back and take your children. Keep that in mind, my friends, when you are making a snowman with your kids. Because what does this mean? You tell me. I think I already told you what I thought. Alright, so that was my Frosty the Snowman rant. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. I've got a lot more to go. I think next week I might um I might address away in the manger. Yeah. Yeah, that's more of a decidedly religious Christian song. But uh I'm gonna pick it apart nonetheless because I got some problems with uh, that manger and that Jesus baby. What a baby. Talk to you about next week. Uh but as for this week, how about we run this down before I uh eat up all my time in the devil's advocate part five of nine on how to be god or the devil a sense of humor is a must and in the infernal informant nine-year-old student suspended for sexual harassment after calling teacher cute mother says and gop leader claims dems support for payroll tax cut pipeline package and creature feature i have asp apparel in the house, we're going to be talking about how he got started, the benefits of ASP Apparel, uh, what they offer, I, everything. And, for those of you so inclined, a little deal for the 9 cents listeners. Yeah, yeah, you're only going to be finding out about how to get that deal at the end of the interview. So stick around for that. 
I don't think I'm going to have time, but I may be able to get to that sexy sweat versus filthy sweat bizarre the bizarre I couldn't get to last week. We'll find out at the end, because Nine Cents begins right now. In this arid wilderness of steel and stone, I'll raise up my voice that you may hear. To the east and to the west I beckon, to the north and to the south. I show a sign proclaiming a death to the weakling, wealth to the strong. Can I get a hail Satan? I said, can I get a hail Satan? We are the Devil's Advocates. Welcome to the Devil's Advocate. As always, let me preface this segment by saying that I am a Satanist. I am a member of the Church of Satan, but I do not speak for the Church of Satan. That is all. How to be a god or the devil. Now, for reference purposes, this is from The Devil's Notebook, written by Anton Sander LeVay. Buy it if you don't own it. And for the past couple of weeks, and for the couple remaining more, four weeks actually, I'm going to be talking about this article point by point, and there's nine points. So this episode is five of nine. We are literally at the halfway mark. We're going to be running home on the way home uh, next week. So far, we've talked about don't advertise, never be fashionable, you must be creative, you have to have style, and today, it's a sense of humor. That's right. And I know, this is kind of contrary to a lot of that common, misconceived image of Satanists, that were all these dark, gothic, dreadfully depressed and serious folk who just cry to themselves and cut themselves and sacrifice animals and shit like that. Well, it's all a lie. However, we can find a little bit of humor in that. Alright? What's great about Satanism as uh, defined by Anton LaVey, and one of, really, the things that drew me to it immediately, was the idea that humor is essential to not only being a healthy human being, not only to being a god, but to being a Satanist too. You have to be able to laugh at yourself, uh, have a little bit of fun in life. I mean, that's really, life comes down to a series of interactions and experiences that you have to enjoy or work through. That's really everything. That, that, that's everything in a nutshell. A series of interactions. And if you can go through that, with a bit of perspective and a bit of sense of humor, it makes it an amazing experience. Amazing. And so even in the worst of times that you may be experiencing in your life, you can laugh at things. They'll bring you joy. Little things like that Black Adder Christmas Carol episode, for example. If you cannot find a sense of humor in yourself, how are you going to find it at all, in the creations of yours. Now, you know, let's talk about being a god on a more naturalistic level, okay? So I have, with my wife, literally created two human beings. You don't get more godly than that. Out of my own liquids in my body, that actually sounds grosser now that I've said it out loud than seconds before when I was thinking it. And the, the, the... the cellular level of of liquids in my wife. This sounds really gross. Uh, We created life from nothing. 
I mean, we created that fluid. We created the moment of amazing, uh, passionate uh, sex. And we created the life from that. That is power. That is godliness. Uh, you have to be able to laugh, though. I don't even know how I got on the, the, the parent thing. Probably because being a parent is probably one of the most challenging things you're ever going to do in your entire life. And if you can't find humor in something as difficult and as painful as it can be at times, if you can't find the joy in that, the humor, you're not going to be able to be a god on any level. Not for yourself and not for others. If you want to be a god, you have to be able to look at things objectively find the humor in any given situation, and exploit it. If for no one else, then for your own benefit. And that's the most important. You can never please everyone else, but you can please yourself. And outside of masturbation, <laughs> you have your sense of humor. Now, I, I know, I, I sound like an asshole giggling and laughing throughout every single one of these episodes. But it's because I find genuine joy of what I'm talking about and the situations that I'm addressing, even if they're horrible and I absolutely detest the points that I'm talking about, the the, the stories and the ideas that I'm sharing, even if I hate them, there's a sort of humor that comes with the futility of it uh, because this is news, meaning everything I'm talking about has already happened or is inevitably going to happen in some far-off country on some other side of the world where I have absolutely no influence of. So if I can't find humor in that, how am I supposed to control what's happening in my own life, right? I have to be able to find humor in my own self. And I do, and that's usually why I'm laughing most of the time, is because I I find the idiocy of what I'm saying, <laughs> or, or the absurd notions that I'm putting out there. You know, I there, there are a number of things... I hold core that I don't laugh about um, when in specific situations. If I'm giving an interview about something, I'm not going to find the humor in it as if I'm talking to some friends like you, the listeners. So keep that in mind. Situation dependent. You have to have a sense of humor no matter what. Uh, Learn to laugh at yourself. Don't take things so seriously because life is way too short. You know, if you want to be in your own God you got to have a sense of humor. Let's move on to the Infernal Informant. Warriors of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave, human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria, all in the Infernal Informant. All right, what do we got here? Nine-year-old, okay, this, so this is NewYorkDailyNews.com. A uh, nine-year-old student suspended for sexual harassment after calling teacher cute, mother says, by uh, Rianne Murray, Monday, December 5th. The mother of a nine-year-old North Carolina boy is furious. Her son was suspended for calling a teacher cute. The school says the comment was sexual harassment, WSOCTV.com reports. Chiquita Lockett, Really? Chiquita? Uh, Alright, this isn't related to this, but I've got it. i got to say something about it. Why would you name your kid Chiquita? Do you know where that comes from? A banana? You're calling your kid a brand of banana? So you're literally applying a corporate identity to your child. And I know that you think it's some creative uh, 
I don't know, ethnic name that you're making up, supposedly? How about a little bit of research? You know, when you create a name for a business, an impersonal, meaningless business, you have to go and check online to make sure that name is not used so that you can actually use it. Why would you do anything less for your child? You're going to name your kid Chiquita? Come on! And then let's say you're an adult and you've grown up with the name Chiquita your whole life. Why would you not change it? Why Are you comfortable? Do you have stock in the Banana Corporation? Chiquita begins... Ah! This drives me crazy. What? Enough with the ridiculous names. Now, I'm not saying everyone should be named Frank or Bob or Bill. There's nothing wrong with those names, but they shouldn't be named that. You know, there's a vast array of names out there with genuinely powerful meanings. But to name your kid Chiquita, it's no wonder why she's ending up on a DailyNews.com report. (laughs) I mean, really? Chiquita. Alright, so what am I talking about here? Chiquita Lockett said a substitute teacher overheard her son. Oh my gosh. Alright, so her son's name is Imanye. Imanye? Imanye? Yeah? Stop! What? What is this? You have to come up with some ridiculously original name which is throwing together consonants and vowels with absolutely no meaning behind it? Imanye? He's going to grow up with that name thinking it's a proud African name when you probably just made it the fuck up. It literally has no reference to anything else. If it has reference to anything else, email me at info at 9centspodcast.com and I will make a correction. But it has no meaning to anything else. It's just some, well, I want to have my son have a, a, a very ethnic African-American name and, and there's probably some prince in some... God, it drives me... Okay, I... Okay, so, Emanuele chatting with a friend when he issued the compliment about another instructor and then was sent home. It's not like, quote, it's not like he went up to the woman and tried to grab her or touch her in a sexual way, she said. So why would he be suspended for two days? He got two-day suspension for calling an instructor cute. That's the PC world we live in. This is what all of you liberals have finally gotten. Now, okay, let me let me qualify this for a second. I share some liberal views about certain topics. Political correctness is not one of them. This is insane! So, a, a kid, literally a kid, like nine years old, is talking to another friend about the instructor, saying she's cute. Why would that instructor not take that and think, that's what, what a great compliment. Someone else in this world, some other human being, thinks I'm cute. I imagine that at some level, when she's getting herself made for the day, she wants that. So she's going to punish a kid? This is the political correct society that we are now living in. This is what we get. I'm not happy with it. I'm completely unhappy. You cannot be more unhappy about this and the naming of ridiculous names like Chiquita and Imania. If you're an adult, let's say you're this instructor, and a kid says, Miss Taylor is cute. 
If you're Miss Taylor and you see that as sexual harassment, you are a piece of shit with no sense of self-worth and so afraid, living your life so afraid that you have to turn in a nine-year-old. Let me tell you something, and this is just going to be me and Miss Taylor. Hey, baby, how's it going? I don't really think you're cute, but I like your ass. You got a cute beauty. All right, listen, sweetheart, honey, um, you're a female, and you're an instructor, you're a teacher. If you really are cute, as Emmanuel says, um, they beat off to you. Like, I, you may not know this yet. I can't imagine how you wouldn't. But the teacher fantasy is one of the earliest fantasies us guys have. Seriously. I can't talk for lesbians, but I imagine them too. That is a powerful, powerful thing. If there's a cute girl... Because most of them are really old ladies. So if there's a a younger, attractive woman that not only is exhibiting authority and power as an instructor, as a teacher, but is also a beautiful, intelligent woman, that is amazing for a boy. Why would you try to stifle that? Because I guarantee that if he's thinking it, all of his other friends are thinking it. You're not going to get out of it, no matter whether you're in Emmanuel's town or some other town in some other city. Anywhere in the entire world. That's the way the human mind works. You doll yourself up, you're going to be seen as a doll. What is your freaking problem? The kid is nine! Alright, let's continue. Let's actually wrap this article up, because it's really short. Uh, Emmanuel told the station his remarks weren't inappropriate. Here, here, I agree with you. I said Miss Taylor was cute. And that's it, he said. That's all I said. Lockett said the principal of Brookside Elementary in Gastonia called her on Wednesday after the incident and said her son's comment was sexual harassment, according to Fox News. Now, again, this is a Fox News article, so, you know, they might have blown this up or completely made it up out of nothing because they are prone to do that. Um, But, if it is true, a spokeswoman a spokeswoman from the school district said Emmanuel was suspended for inappropriate behavior and making inappropriate statements. WSOCT.com reported. Alright, you know what? I'm on Emmanuel's side. I don't like his name, but I like his policies. He's calling out what he sees, and he's being bold about it. Even if he's just talking to his friend. If you see beauty in this world, identify it and call it out. And if you are on the receiving end of that, Be grateful, because there's a lot of ugly people in this world that would love to be in your spot. Don't be an asshole and send a kid on... This is unbelievable. Suspended from school for two days! Because he thought a teacher was cute. I have said ugly people are cute, because I'm being polite. Yeah, that's what you get for honesty in this world that we live in. We've gone so far off the deep end of political correctness that you are punished for being honest. I wonder what they would have done if he would have said, she's ugly. You think he would have got suspended for sexual harassment? I don't think so. On the extreme end, he might have gotten detention, though I don't think he would have gotten that. The teacher probably would just have talked smack to him for a little bit, and that would have been the end of it. 
This is ridiculous. And let's say it was even a little bit more. He said she was cute and did a little hand gesture or whatever kids do. Even then, it's a nine-year-old boy. You're not going to have sex with him, so what's the problem? This is the world we live in. That's why I'm so livid. What other L words can I throw in there? (laughs) I like that Emmanuel likens this teacher as a lickable luscious, lovely woman. Stupid. Political correctness is retarded. And Emmanuel, though has a retarded name, is absolutely right in this case. Chiquita, change your damn name, give your next kid a real human being's name. The next article, GOP leader claims Dem's support for payroll tax cut pipeline package. And this is actually from Fox News. Oy vey. Fox News is everywhere. Why did I pick two Fox News articles? Uh, this is published uh, December 11th. President Obama's veto threat for a payroll tax cut that includes action on the Keystone oil pipeline is posturing, the top Senate Republican said Sunday, asserting that enough Democrats support building the pipeline to enable a vote on a GOP-styled compromise. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell told Fox News Sunday that his Democratic counterpart, Majority Leader Harry Reid, and the President may want to check with their base before threatening to hold up a House version that calls for laying an extension of the tax holiday to a shovel-ready project like the Transnational Pipeline. I'm on the same side as Jimmy Hoffa and the AFL-CIO in this. The Teamsters and the AFL-CIO want the Keystone Pipeline right now, said McConnell, Republican Kentucky. Look, the president has been talking about creating jobs. This is ready to go immediately. All it requires is a sign-off. Obviously, we'll reach an agreement. The president is posturing here, he added. But Senator Dick Durbin, the number two Democrat in the Senate, said Republicans' refusal to raise taxes on the highest-income Americans has brought the country to the brink of crisis. He called it a clear defining moment over who is looking out for the middle class. Republicans have constantly said they will refuse to increase the taxes of the wealthiest people of America one penny if that's what it takes to make sure working families get a payroll tax cut, Durbin said, calling the refusal to charge a surtax on millionaires a threat to jobs held by teachers, firefighters, and policemen. What the Republicans offer us is the same formula that brought us into this recession. Cut the taxes on the wealthy and cut the government oversight to make sure we have clean drinking water, air we can breathe, and make sure that Wall Street doesn't run Washington instead of the other way around, he said. The House legislation would extend the current payroll tax cut from 6.2% to 4.2% for another year. It would also extend unemployment benefits for 59 weeks as well as shorten the time frame for approval of a pipeline from Alberta, Canada to Texas. It also eliminates a regulation proposed by the Environmental Protection Agency that would severely limit output on boilers. Twelve Democrats in the Senate have co-sponsored legislation to rescind the boiler rules the opponents say could cost 800,000 jobs. Reid said Friday that sending the House bill over to the Senate would be a waste of time because it would not pass, but McConnell argued otherwise. It has bipartisan support, but we also need to have something in there that prevents the loss of jobs and something that will create the jobs, McConnell said. And that's why we insert Boiler MACT, supported on a bipartisan basis, and the Keystone Pipeline supported on a bipartisan basis. One would save jobs, one would create jobs right now. Senator Lindsey Graham, RSC, 
who appeared with Durbin on NBC's Meet the Press, said taxing one group to pay for a tax cut on another is not going to sell. But he also contradicted McConnell, suggesting that the pipeline's proposal is probably not going to sell either. Graham said since both sides acknowledge that they want to extend the payroll tax cut, the more important decision is how to come up with a substantial policy that will turn America around. McConnell suggests that the policy begins with a balanced package that doesn't do anything for millionaires, but also doesn't tax job providers. We are not here to defend high-income people, and in this bipartisan package, that's what we're just discussing. We make sure that millionaires don't get unemployment and don't get food stamps. We freeze the pay for members of Congress and for all federal workers, continuing to freeze the pay that has been frozen. This is a very balanced package, he said. Alright, so it actually may be a, a balanced package, but, I mean, what's at the core of this? I mean, the tax cut that was proposed that they're talking about removing, <clears throat> that everyone wants to agree to continue, was supposed to be temporary. And, yeah, that's going to affect me. But let me tell you something. We have an unbelievable deficit in this country, and we're talking about tax cuts? Are you out of your mind? Has anyone been looking at the state of the economy for the last four to eight years? Tax cuts do not, have not, will not, cannot, never have, and never will create jobs. They don't work. Even the iconic Republican, Reagan himself, raised taxes. So, for all of you that agree, yeah, let's have more tax cuts, uh, you are definitely not looking at the big picture. You are only looking at your own statement. And nothing wrong with that, but for those of us who are looking at the country going into the fucking shitter, we care a little bit more. Uh, This calls back to a little bit of something that I talked about last week about, you know, aligning yourself with one country or another. Uh, I've chosen America, and in that, I have strong feelings on what I believe should be done. Lower government, but not to the expense of the people, because the government's created to protect the people. We need to be taxed, because paying for what we enjoy using, the benefits that we enjoy have to be paid for somehow. And right now, China's picking up the bill. Does no one understand that? So lower taxes equal us borrowing more money from China and then having to be more in debt from that because we have to pay it back at some point in our lives. Now, yeah, we can keep printing money as the dollar continuously slides down in value. How long until we're the peso? Seriously? Because that's what we're getting at. We are artificially inflating our dollar, just like China's artificially inflating their currency, and we're complaining about that, because we have shit policies that are continually not paying for what we are spending. We need to not only tax the rich, we need to tax the poor and tax the middle income. That includes me, and I'm okay with that, because it's a reality of the world we live in. If you want any type of social benefits like the police department, like the environmental protection agency, like public education, maybe we could lose that one. But for the other things, if you like those things, guess who pays for them? We do through taxes. So we have to have taxes. 
We talk about taxes in this abstract means that is some negative, horrible thing. And yeah, it sucks that you're working and a portion of that is taken away. But what is it going toward? Look at that and realize that as long as everyone is being taxed on an equal, as close as we can possibly get, basis, then what's the damn problem? Stop being so self-serving if you're willing to be a part of a society. Otherwise, go live in the woods by yourself and fend for yourself. But if you're going to have the benefits of society you live in, then you have to adhere to the rules of that society, meaning you have to be taxed in order to gain the benefit. You want to ride the bus? That is state-funded. That is taxes. You want to go to the hospital emergency room and you don't have insurance? Well... That's short-sightedness, but guess who pays for that? The public, other people, and taxes. All of that is covered. If you don't like any of that, fine. You don't have to live in our society. But if you are living in our society, pay your way. I'm not against the rich. And I don't want to hurt the poor or the middle class. But everyone has to step up to the plate here. We are in serious trouble. There's no doubt about it, and there's no way around it. And that's going to do it for another soapbox edition <laughs> of the Infernal Informant. Let's move over to the creature feature with ASP Apparel. The sky is dark, moon piercing the night. Through the trees, the damsel in distress comes, breaking through the underbrush. Fear painted on her face. The darkness hunting her is near. She is swamp water slowing her escape. The creature nears. The damsel turns, hands rising to her sides as her last effort to thrust the creature back. Welcome to Creature Feature. Welcome to another Creature Feature. Today I'm being joined by Ashley S. Palmer, the creator of Asp Apparel, Adversarial Attire, and Accoutrements. Asp, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's a, a chilly afternoon here in England, um, which is just how I like it. Uh, how are things your own? Pretty good, but I'm not sure. Do you do you get other options in England than chilly <laughs> afternoons? <laughs> well, uh, contrary to uh, popular belief, uh, yeah, we, we do have some quite warm summers, um, which uh, you know can. It's it's not my cup of tea actually, so I I, I prefer autumn winter. Oh, uh, lovely. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, every like every type of uh, media bits out there. Every time anyone brings up or talks or thinks about England, at least yep. uh, where I'm from, it's it's almost always like, oh, it's rainy, it's dreary. I know that's all you hear, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. The the sun's shining today, but it, it's certainly crisp. Nice. All right, so we're dispelling things on the show all the time. <laughs> always always questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, um, so I wanted to have you on the show for a number of reasons. Uh, I wanted to talk about Asp Apparel specifically. You offer just a vast array of products, um, a lot of really great, great stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the, a specific demographic that my my audience, I think, would uh, follow fall into as well. But before we talk about Asp Apparel specifically, mm. can you tell me a little bit about yourself, the man behind Asp Apparel? Yeah, certainly. Um, well, as I mentioned, um, I'm based in the uh, southeast coast of England. Um, I'm actually closer to France um, than London, uh, although only a two-hour's drive uh, from the capital city, um, so which, which is handy. Yes. Um, I'm a hardened skeptic, 
um, misanthrope, graphic designer, and I own several online businesses, uh, not just Asp Apparel, um, but those are more uh, geared towards the general public and you know, probably not, not anything I'd like to discuss here, but um, yeah, I keep busy. When did you first realize that you were a Satanist? All oh, right. Well, um, I've actually I've got an older brother, and um, we've got almost identical interests. Um, he's also a Satanist, um, although he's completely offline, and nobody's ever heard of him. And uh, he, he probably wants to keep it that way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's five years older, and um, he first introduced um, the writings of Doctor Levey um, into our household, and. I was very young then, uh, probably about 10, 11, and uh, didn't actually read the Satanic Bible until I was about 13. And, uh, yeah, immediately, um, as the Satanic cliche goes, saw myself reflected in the material, and, uh, yeah, it really dispelled a lot of the, the myths and uh, Things that I had you know, in mind, um, you know, although you know, I had great respect for my brother. I, at first, I, when he told me about it, I thought, "Oh no, you know, what, what are you doing?" Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'd, I'd always been an atheist, and uh, I have a strong interest in science uh, from a very young age. And when he mentioned the Church of Satan, I was, <laughs> as a natural non-joiner, I was very skeptical and thought, "You know, oh no, what, what are you getting into?" And he kind of let me know a few bits and pieces. And I thought, okay, you know, I'll, I'll look into it one day. And he always stressed that, you know, it's it's not something that he'd, you know, kind of force on me or whatever. But he just said, you know, the books are there if you if you'd like to take a look at some point. And when I was about thirteen, it seemed to be the right time. And uh, yeah, uh, haven't looked back since. Nice. Let me ask you something. Because hmm. you came from a, an atheistic, uh, skeptical perspective. Yeah, coming into um, Satanism, when when Doctor Levey talked about um, magic, did that sure. did that have uh, any? I mean, did you just dismiss that initially? Do you still dismiss it? Is that a part of your 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 worldview? Uh, it's certainly part of my worldview now. Um, but uh, back then, you know, as a as a teenager, um, it was those aspects that I needed to be uh, kind of clear on. Uh, at first, um, I first uh, heard about Satanism, uh, along with my brother, actually, um, <laughs> through metal bands and things like that. Yeah. So uh, when I was about 10 years old, I was listening to Nine Inch Nails, um, Deicide, Morbid Angel, Slayer, etc. And uh, they <laughs> kind of gave the wrong opinion there. Um, I, yeah. I I certainly agreed with the uh, the anti-Christian sentiment there, and enjoyed the satanic symbolism. So that's always been something I've been you know, re really interested in. But um, you know, when it when it kind of got on to the calling up of demons and uh, you know the kind of uh, spiritual worshipping side that those bands kind, uh, kind of advertised back in the day, uh, yeah, that was a real turn off. So. Uh, <laughs> When I finally read the Satanic Bible and saw that LeVay was just as hard a skeptic as I and, uh, you know, came from the atheistic background, uh, that, that really was, was such a pleasure and uh, I was so pleased. Uh, initially, I was, uh, I was always expecting to turn the page and come across 
um, something that I didn't agree with, and, and to to this day that that has never happened. And uh, I think the work that Magus Gilmore is doing at the moment, and uh, folks like Rev Slaughter, um, you know, it's just I I'm completely in awe of everything they're doing, and uh, yeah, find it very inspirational, and it's a, it's a great time to be a Satanist. <laughs> yeah, I agree. When did you first join the Church of Satan? Um, well, I held off on that for a few years. As I say, I probably identified as a Satanist from about 13. Um, uh, I realized then that I, I wouldn't be taken seriously as this kid uh, writing in from England to the Church of Satan. Uh, so um, I, I, I think I, the first time I officially contacted um, was about... 2004 early then um by that point i was 19 felt more of an adult and uh myself and my lovely wife um officially affiliated with the church of satan then um but before that um at school as part of my english coursework i gave a speech on satanism and the church of satan and uh surprisingly the classmates were were quite receptive and uh you know They'd all grown up on metal and horror, so <laughs> they obviously uh, had some uh, misconceptions uh, smashed there. So, uh, yeah, uh, I've uh, uh, fr- fr- from there. Um, so, yeah, so after joining um, 2004, uh, later on, I, I was, uh, I don't know if you're aware, but I was involved in the Valpurgisnacht um, ritual over at the Hellfire Caves here in England. Oh, I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah, that took place in 2008. Uh, uh, that was when I was 23. Uh, it was actually a few days before my birthday. Um, and I and uh yeah it was it was quite a ceremony it was quite an event and oh, that's uh, great do you want to do you want to expound on that at all yeah sure um uh it, it was uh th- there's a few of us over in england um that that were wanting to to arrange something official and that there hadn't really been any any events over here uh, to speak of that were uh you know that really captured what what the Church of Satan's about, and um, th- this event attracted people from all over the world, and uh, you know, including uh, Magus Gilmore and uh, others that that uh, got involved, flew over, and uh, yeah, we all met up and had a grand old time at the uh, the Hellfire Caves, uh, which uh, obviously uh, is seen as our our heritage uh, yeah. so uh, yeah that, that that was that was quite brilliant um it it was actually at this um, prestigious event that i was appointed to the degree of warlock um and that was something that that happened in person with high priest peter h gilmore that's a very proud moment indeed that's very cool so did you ever find it <clears throat> i mean were you the one that um uh arranged this this uh this event or or, or uh, no no I, I wasn't actually no um th- that was uh, that was arranged um mainly by um um some priests over here um some satanic priests right. and al- also a, a, another member of the uh, church of satan who may or may not still be a member but anyway uh yeah. 
yeah, that that was arranged by them. But I, I became friendly with those guys, and uh, yeah, we we kind of all, all clubbed together in the end. So when everyone thinks of, uh, presumably, um, whenever I think of mass group rituals, um, mm. the first one that comes into mind is the six six zero six ritual. When sure. you guys um, met um, at the the Hellfire Caves, did you did you ritualize there, and and what was the form of that ritual? Okay, well, that, that ritual was, um, uh, it, I, I, would, I would class it as more of a ceremony. It was yeah. more of, um, it was, it was more of a, a landmark thing. It was more of a uh, kind of recognizing where we were and celebrating past, uh, glories that, that had taken place, um, at those very caves. And, uh, we thought it was particularly appropriate to, um, have the, the American and English Alliance that um, reignited um, because uh, obviously in the past um, Sir Francis Dashwood um, had uh, become friendly with uh, Benjamin Franklin and uh, so you know there was this um, it was like our modern day version of uh, you know devils from across the pond joining <laughs> up and having a, a, a jolly old time. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's very, very, very cool, man. Yeah, really, and it's got to be a... filmed as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So you know, someone's got that footage. Uh, I, I don't know if it will ever see the light of day, but um, yeah, that that's something I'd, I'd certainly like to see. It, it, it's one of those things that I always feel like whenever you have a powerful event and you want to mm. document it, um, it's never. I, I, I mean, you can live. Ha, you know, see it, watch it, um, with the memory of, of the emotional connection at the time. Mm. Yeah. Um, but often, man, from the outside looking in, from people who weren't involved, even if they're into um, the same um, uh, uh, mind frame, even if they're Satanists themselves, um, mm. they just won't have that connection. So, you know, they'll watch it potentially and they'll see, oh, well, this is a nice little ceremony and everything, but you'll watch it and you'll be flooded with the memories and the smells and the sights and the sounds of actually first person being there. So, it, you know, sometimes yeah. it's better just to keep it in your head and not set it out there. You know, I mean, no, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. No, a, a, a lot of the, uh, the, the, the power of, of that ritual was the, you know, the, we, we were in damp caves, you know, it was ancient stuff. So there's uh, water running off of the walls. There was, uh, incense in the air and you know surrounded by a great company and you know all of those things would be totally lost on on screen but you know it'd be, it'd be nice to see anyway yeah maybe maybe just for the members involved yeah yeah exactly yeah um all right well let's let's focus a little bit here on uh what, what i got you here for aspa peril yeah sure yeah the how that all got started was um um, it was a concept I came up with when I was about 16 and uh, being a young metal fan uh, I loved wearing band t-shirts with yeah. offensive slogans and satanic symbols on them And uh, but I always felt you know what, I, I can do a much better job than these guys You know, it was, <laughs> it was quite often uh, you know it, it, just blasphemy and uh, you know some 
pagan symbolism in thrown in, maybe a bit of like Wicca nonsense. So uh, I, I wanted genuine satanic imagery and aesthetics on display. And, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, disemboweled Christs and semi-clad nuns with big uh, habits, shall we say? <laughs> But, uh, you know, th- th- this all becomes a bit silly after a while. And, you know, as, as you get a bit older, you think, oh, hang on, th- th- this, uh, what else can we do with this? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so my inis- uh, initial uh, inspiration um, was by viewing um, some old VHS tapes of, um, of uh, Church of Satan uh, interviews and discussions and events and uh, uh, one that I found particularly inspiring was the 8888 Satanic Rally um, I don't, don't know if you're aware of that um, no. uh, it was uh, it was held um, in, in front of a, a, a select audi- audience uh, obviously over in America and um, this was um, mainly orchestrated by former members um, such as uh, Boyd Rice and Nicholas Schreck, blah blah blah. Yeah. But um, the what what they did was they they used uh, red banners and uh, wore black military clothing and uh, you know lots of things that you'll see uh, reflected in my website. And um, to me, that's still a winning combination and you know it's it's extremely stimulating and uh i find it the the perfect aesthetic for for um satanists um i i find it so powerful and uh yeah so that was the first time where i'd gone from kind of seeing uh death metal concerts that kind of aspect to then suddenly seeing genuine satanism as um, portrayed by the Church of Satan, um, but in a theatre setting, and you know, kind of tapping into what we all love about, you know, throwing the horns uh, at, at a Slayer concert or something. <laughs> yeah. Here, it was for the purpose of um, you know celebrating genuine Satanism, and yeah, with with the aesthetic trappings involved, I, I just thought it was brilliant, and uh, yeah, that that that's probably the, my main inspiration. I gotta say, growing up um, as an early Satanist, I was also <clears throat> powerfully attracted to the aesthetic that Boyd Rice um, portrayed and, and had um, with himself and, and the projects he was involved in. Yes, yes. Um, obviously, now you know, it's just so everyone knows that he's no longer a member or, or representative of Satanism or the Church of Satan. So keep that in mind. But when Absolutely. he was, you know. Just, just the imagery that he created with the various projects—musical, visual—they um, were powerful. And especially, yeah. you know, back in the day, there wasn't a lot of that. Uh, certainly, where I came from. No, so. no, exactly. You know, it, it was very influential, and you know, it wasn't only him. You know, there's uh, many, many folk that are still, um, you know, proud members today. Yeah. Um, were, were there and were involved, and you know, were, you know, were were, were quite. Uh, Experimental in those times, in you know, coming up with new ways of you know t- taking Doctor Levay's uh, uh, original um, aspects and sort of moving it into a you know, new new generation. Um, so yeah, I, that's um, you know, although I was only uh, you know uh, four or five years old in the eighties, <laughs> um, uh, the 
a, a lot of the the media that we managed to get hold of um, came from that time, and it was all sort of weird VHS recordings where someone in America had put together like uh, um, people on Sally Jesse uh, rap, <laughs> yeah. you know, the Horado. Uh, interviews and Bob Lass and all that stuff. Um, yeah, that's I, I learned quite a lot through those in, in those early days. So it's uh, yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. Uh, okay, so you love the symbolism, you love the imagery, you loved how it was portrayed. Yeah. Why did you break down to clothing? I mean, is it just your your background now that that inspired that? Well, um, the. What happened uh, was I'd always intended on releasing a, a clothing range. And, you know, when I was younger, I had T-shirts and things like that in mind. But then you know, I was got a bit older and, you know, I thought, well, hang on, everyone does T-shirts. What, you know, what about uh, custom shirts, um, uh, custom ties, that, that kind of thing, you know, a, a smarter um, you know, more, more satanic, in my opinion, aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I actually got into um, the embroidery and print industry and worked for seven years as a graphic designer uh, for for a, um, a company over here um, that specialised in in doing just that. So I used all the skills that I learned and developed there and. Um, as a hobby, started Asp Apparel alongside. Um, that, that, that's how it first started. What year uh, was that when you first started Asp Apparel? Well, Asp Apparel wasn't until the beginning of 2009. Um, however, in 2007, I had the, my very first uh, clothing site up, which was actually called Asp Designs. And that's where I released a, a limited edition number of wolf's hook embroidered shirts nice so that that was the that was the very that was me testing the water that was me kind of seeing whether there was a you know any market for this stuff and got a phenomenal response and you know the 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 first messages i had um, and this was back in the days of myspace so it was mainly through there um and you know, I had Satanists and also fans of uh, neo folk and industrial because obviously there's a lot of crossover there with the symbolism. Yeah. Uh, loads of guys there just saying, you know, this is great, but you know, can you do this? Can you do that? You know, I want this symbol. I want to choose my own colours. I want this. You know, I want it on on the back nape instead of on the standard left chest position. So it became apparent that. Uh, you know that people wanted to have some input there, and so that's why I, you know, worked for several years on developing Asp Apparel, where you know, a- a- as you know, um, you can go on there now and choose from a range of colours, uh, choose your design, and yeah. you know, we we print it to order. So uh, yeah, it seems to be the the best way of doing it, and that way as well. Um, I'm not left with the burden of having loads of stock in the wrong size, um, you know clogging up the the office so like with the initial run of the embroidered shirts um as with all of these things it's a, it's a bit of a gamble and you don't know you know what's going to be popular and what isn't so I, I was left with some of those early wolf's hook shirts in kind of like the 2xl or <laughs> you know just you know the bigger sizes just <laughs> for those huge werewolves out there <laughs> exactly. got a sale 
they eventually emerged though and bought them. but you know that, that, that's the thing that whereas now I completely avoid that it's print on demand um, which I do here so you know it's I, I'm only I, I buy the stock in specifically to match the orders and not just you know buy out loads of things and hopes that you know the right people come along so it's it's certainly the future of, of this kind of industry I think nice um, okay, so this may be blatantly obvious, but I, I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, okay. Who's your target market? Okay. Um, yeah, well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's um, fellow members of the Church of Satan. That, that's, that's the target market. I'd say, other than that, it's the aforementioned um, neo-folk uh, industrial music kind of genre fans. Um, of which I am also, and uh, I, I know you had um, uh, Rao um, from Chaos uh, Sedated on your show. Um, oh yeah, and you know he he's a big voice in that in that kind of realm. So uh, yeah, as I said, there's lots of crossover, but I, I think that that's where most of my custom comes from, and I occasionally get the odd nutcase ordering <laughs> some things. Uh, just because of uh, associations of some of the symbols with, um, you know, some weird political angles and such. So, yeah. you know, it's it's quite far-reaching. And, uh, you know, most of the custom is outside of the UK. Um, most, of, uh, most, most of the customers are from Europe. Um, but, you know, it's, there's a hell of a lot of you over in the, in the US that, I've been getting Asper Power packages recently, so yeah, I'm really pleased. So, obviously, location is no barrier. No, no, no. Not Did at you all. ever consider that because of the uh, target market that you're, you're, because of the demographic you're targeting, mm. um, that there was going to be an, a cap on the amount that you would be able to make or that you would be able to sell? Oh, that, that, that's very true. No, no, you're right. Yeah, that that's that that certainly is the case. Um, but um, you know, as I said, I, I have other websites that that do cater to to everyone. So I mean, that the, the, the Asper Power is just a, a selfish thing, just for me. And I do it if if nobody was interested, I'd still be doing it and still have the site up, and it would just be. Uh, jolly old me walking around wearing <laughs> <laughs> instead of uh, the the others out there that have kindly taken to to using uh, our products. Well, um, certainly for better, people have recognized quality and uh, craftsmanship. So um, that's not the case. It's just you. <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's 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 great. <laughs> that's great to hear. All right. Uh, so, what would you say are the differentiating factors in Asp Apparel versus any other online um, clothing? Uh, distributor or, or I don't know, like Cafe Press or anything like that. Um, right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, actually. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's kind of something that gets... Uh, it, kind of, it kind of annoys me a little bit, actually, the, the whole Cafe Press thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a fine service, and the, 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 the company I used to work for uh, over here um, did offer that pretty much exact same service but for for english people um so i i know the ins and outs of that industry i know how it works and it's just factory people pressing buttons you know there's there's no skill or passion involved there um 
and you know the, the difference with with Asper Powell is you know if if you're a Satanist and you know you you respect our philosophy, um, if you're buying from us, you you're utilizing um, uh, sort of uh, you know my skills and my time. Um, rather than you know sort of funding some like faceless corporation and you know it's you're getting a tailored custom service rather than just this kind of you know money grabbing churning out rubbish uh, that, that that some of those sites do and also um you know it's i've designed everything myself as, as well so these these uh, the 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 logos and the symbols are, that, that I have an offer. Um, they're not just stolen web graphics. Um, you know, I'm not just going on Google Image Search, nicking something, and then uploading it to someone else, and off you go. It's uh, you know, I've I've based. I mean, some of the symbols obviously are in the public domain, and you know, other people are free to use them. But um, my particular versions, I've taken them in and i've vectorized them i've 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 made them uh sharp and crisp and clean so yeah you know there's there, there's a lot more going on than than, uh, than 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 it would appear just just by kind of browsing the site it's uh, you know it's it's the result of you know as i say seven years experience in the industry and then now a, a further couple of years away from it just doing my own stuff but uh yeah, I, you ever I, you ever think about putting that story on your website? Um. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I have thought about that. Um, I, I've got a blog page on on there, and um, I do plan to update that with um, some like various stories and maybe um, customer feedback there. Because um, uh, you know, I've 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 had um, some success with um, uh, bands using. Um, Asper Parrell, and uh, the the most prominent being uh, the Swedish folk metal band uh, Yggdrasil, who yeah. who actually uh, they ordered uh, custom shirts and you know, with their actual logo rather than um, my my designs here, and uh, you know they they went down really well, and uh, you know the, there's I, I think there's there's a lot to be done uh, in the the band merchandise section there. I've I've had. Um, I've had lots of other inquiries along those lines, so there will probably be a section on the site specifically for official band merchandise at some point. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, uh, that's that's well, something I need to work. <clears throat> that is something because I mean, you mentioned that the, the symbols that are available, the products that are available now, you have uh, you've taken uh, images and you have customized them and cleaned them up and sharpened them and sure. uh, made them presentable. But they're you know. R- Offering, um, offering designs from other people. I mean, is that something outside of bands? Is that something you would you would consider as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, that brings us round nicely to the the brand new range. Um, Mega Skillmore's Ragnarok Rune uh, oh, is yeah. now part of our uh, selection, and uh, yeah, there's there's lots of uh, symbols. Um, uh, that require li- licensing um, that uh, I'm very interested in, in getting onto the site and um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very open to, to having other people's designs on, on the site if they're applicable. Um, I mean, w- one of the things, um, the, the particular print method that I use at the moment, which is um, vinyl-based, um, requires that the symbols are very bold and uh, solid. So you, 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 we're never going to be selling like multicolored, um, like photographic type work. And you know, so a lot of people that you know are quite skillful graphic artists with things like Photoshop and what have you, um, their designs wouldn't be applicable. Um, so it's 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 the the hard edge vector graphics that, that I'm currently working with, and that, that that's why. Personally, prefer to have on the site. Nice. So, with uh, with Major, Megas Gilmore's um, rune, is that yeah. something that you reached out to him for, or did he reach out to you to produce? Well, um, I'd been discussing uh, the possibility of um, uh, putting forward official Church of Satan designs on Asper Apparel um, for a very long time now it's like going back in the early 2000s um, so it was only recently that I felt that my site was um, suitable to house and do the, uh, do those symbols justice um, and the Ragnarok rune um, uh, is a symbol that, that I personally find uh, very appealing and it really taps into that uh, late 80s um, satanic aesthetic that we were talking about before. And yeah. that's uh, also when it was designed. Um, so it's, it's, it was almost a, um, you know, a, a long-forgotten symbol until obviously the satanic scriptures came out and uh, the Rite of Ragnarok was published there. And that kind of that reminded everyone of, of the symbol. And, um, yeah, so my, my hope in uh, bringing in the Ragnarok rune was that now people can perform that right and be surrounded by you know, the, the necessary banners or pennants or clothing needed to stimulate um, that, that um, Norse uh, kind of environment that 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 theme that's that's uh, conjured up during the rite. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm hoping that you know that people that that that, that are purchasing those products will um, you know will get a lot of enjoyment and kind of revive their interest in in that particular rite because I, I personally think it's it's brilliant and fascinating and um you know i i'm very interested in um uh pre-christian europe as a whole so i mean that it, it really taps into those feelings and uh, yeah it's, it's it's quite wonderful um i'm i'm not the first one to ask this i know before i even ask it but uh sigil baphomet uh what are the chances of you licensing the sigil of baphomet from the church of satan to produce your products um with it um, well, that's something I'm leaving to the COS Emporium. Um, I, I think uh, Magister uh, Frost there do, does a very good job in um, handling sig- sigil of Baphomet uh, products, and um, that's you know it, it, it's something that I, 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 I don't think there's any need to duplicate that that service. Yeah, my only um, concern would be that. Uh, it, it's not offered in the vast um, uh, products. No, that that's true. 
Um, but uh, there is also the the other hurdle that I mentioned before of um, the the particular print method that I use, and uh, the the finer points and intricacies of the sigil of Baphomet would be hard to replicate for me uh, at, at a small size. Gotcha. Um, so you know that, that 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 that's another reason, really. But um, I mean, I wouldn't rule it out, and you know, it would certainly be. be, you know, be It'd be wonderful to to do that at some point. And uh, I mean, just by the way that you um, address that issue, you don't even see um, the uh, CS Emporium as as uh, competition at all, right? I mean, you, you're you're pretty comfortable with uh, what you offer versus what they offer, and oh yeah, yeah, I think we're we're, we're quite different in in our approach, um, and. Uh, yeah, I've always been a big fan of the CS Emporium, and when it first came online, um, I was extremely excited. You know, it was a, when I was first discovering the Church of Satan, um, it was mainly pre-internet. It was yeah. certainly pre the COS site, anyway. So, you know, the emergence of those uh, of the COS Emporium and the other online information and stuff was was just. You know, I, I, I was so grateful. So, uh, oh no, no, there's, there's, there's uh, I, we're, we're comrades, as it were. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So I did uh, look through the satanic symbols list, and also going through, um, just uh, I read letters from the devil, uh, message board, every yeah. once in a while, and uh, letters to the devil, and um, there was a, a post about the satanic symbols um, on the site. Uh, so in your satanic symbols list of print designs, you have everything from the Iron Cross to the Cross of Lorraine or from the pentagram to the inverted cross. Some right. of those symbols are overtly satanic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some have been repurposed in satanic culture. Was there any thought to grouping these symbols differently or, um, or, or how you grouped them like this? Yeah, it, it gave me a bit of a headache actually <laughs> trying to categorize all of those symbols. Um, one of my early um, ways of categorizing the symbols was very complicated and it, it, it kind of left mainly two or three in each category and it was, oh, it was, it was getting a bit hard to navigate. Yeah. So I, I scrapped that idea. Uh, luckily, that was before I uploaded anything. So it was, it was, only, it was only me that saw that monstrosity. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so instead, I chose to go with the satanic symbol section. But the important, important thing to note there is that there's a slash in between the words satanic and symbols. So it's my satanic and symbols section, if you will. So nice. it's 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 where I have satanic uh, designs um, next door to designs that I wouldn't actually consider to be satanic. They're symbols that I'm interested in independently, and you know they they have little to no relation to satanism. Yeah. Well, and and another thing to note, and this may be um, a little bit abstract to the discussion, mm. but the idea that. There is something that is satanic symbol. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. Satanism itself is taking behaviors that are inherent in human beings, um, rituals that have existed before the Church of Satan was ever even, or Satanism was ever even put together as a philosophy by Anton LaVey. And so it's, it's this repurposing of iconography and um, uh, action and ritual that is Satanism. So to say that something is satanic or not is really in its application in my opinion exactly yeah and what i like to feel is that you know at the asper parable site the 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 application is satanic yeah yeah so absolutely. That, that's that's the unifying thing 
right, so Asp Apparel, um, ASPapparel.com. And I'm just sort of scrolling here through this site, and you have everything. T-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, bags. Oh, wait a second. Yep, go back. i got to get one of these bags, (laughs) these dispatch bags. Yeah, they're pretty smart. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Cloaks. Oh, here's something that I never knew you had offered, and I had been looking for cloaks forever and robes uh, for ritual. Lots of people have said this to me. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't realize that we sell cloaks and robes. That, that's that's correct. That's huge. Okay, yeah. I, I wish I would have known that a while ago. Uh, <laughs> banners and pennants and I mean everything. If 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 you uh, listeners out there haven't stopped by um, Asp Apparel before, take two minutes. I promise you'll probably end up spending like closer to ten or twenty on it. But <laughs> check the website out because there there are a lot of products that. Um, you know, this is the sort of stuff that I wish existed when I was a kid. Exactly. You know, we ended up with uh, misfits patches and um, pentacle stickle stickers and shit exactly. like that. Yeah, I mean, if we yeah. had something like this, that would have been that would have been badass. Yeah, I mean that that's the whole inspiration. I, I myself, you know, like I said, you, know, you make do with um, band merchandise and things in the day. But yeah, if, if Asper Power had existed when I was a kid, I would have absolutely loved it. So that that's that's exactly why I created these things. So we did touch a little bit on uh, you being open to sharing other people's designs. What if me as a customer, I come in here, I want a polo T-shirt, but I want a specific symbol on it. How would I go about? Do you, do you take custom one-off work like that? Yeah, certainly do. Um, the, what you'd be encouraged to do is um, uh, put the details in the uh, contact form, and um, and then and we, we discuss it via email. And uh, yeah, there, there's there's a couple of people at the moment that are doing just that. And you know, it, it can turn out that you know the the symbol's not quite right or it needs a bit of work you know before it, we, we we can print it but you know if you're if you're a graphic designer like uh, as i know you are um you know you, you'll create a vector design and uh email it over to us and you know that it'd be as simple as that nice i mean I, i'm looking at, it's not only symbols that you sell i mean you've got atheist and skeptic quotes yeah, that's a section well. I'm I'm really proud of that section. It's uh that, that it, it's brand new this year and uh yeah, I've I've collated uh quite a number of um famous quotes from uh leading atheistic and free thinking thought. Um and yeah, the, these are these are great quotes that I'd like to see out there in the world. So uh yeah, what, what better way than to uh, sport a t-shirt with them? <laughs> yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta say, some of these are, are really delicate in the quotes themselves too. So there, there is, you know, the way you brought up um, the range of, of of thickness of design before may have led people to think that there was, you know, it had to be a big block design. But I mean, some of oh, these no. quotes are really delicate. So yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're quite intricate. Um, yeah, and to uh, to to extract them, um, you know, it can be quite challenging. Some of the the smaller text ones, but um, yeah, they, they come out very well. They're they're, they're sharp. So uh, yeah, nice. Well, that's another thing that people can have custom versions of as well. You know, just their own slogans. Um, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people out there that you know just want to have, especially sort of younger people. You know, maybe they just want to have a a big offensive. You know. Fuck yeah. off, God! <laughs> or something. So yeah, yeah. We could, I'd be happy to do that. 
Nice. Uh, I see that you are on um, all the social networking sites. Um, What do you do to incentivize people to follow you there? Do you run contests or promotional sales or anything like that? Um, I I haven't as yet, but I have created uh, a special offer um, exclusively for listeners of Nine Cents. Oh. Yeah, so if I'd... I'll just expand upon that now. Um, So for a limited time only... We're offering a free tie, any any design, any color. Um, All you have to do to qualify for that is uh, place an order at Asp Apparel for over £50 and type $0.09 free tie followed by your requirements in the notes section and uh, we'll we'll add it to your order free of charge. Oh, yeah. All right, listeners, pay attention there. So, again, just to reiterate, when you place an order over 50 pounds, in U.S. dollars, that's got to be close to a million because our dollar is shit right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I forget what the current exchange rate is, but I've got a a currency converter on the site, so they they can check that. But, um, yeah, so add 50 pounds worth of items to the basket. Type 9 cents free tie, followed by your requirements in the notes section. Check out, and then we'll add it to your order. Oh, that's fantastic. All right, listeners. So for all of your infernal Christmas needs, for all of your winter solstice uh, ritualizing or uh, getting that one-of-a-kind, truly one-of-a-kind gift for a, a loved one, get your ass over to Asp Apparel. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Asp, thank you so much for joining me. I really do appreciate the time. I, I know you're a busy man, and you're you're – your products you're putting out there, your store, I mean, it's top-notch, um, oh, and thank it's you really a pleasure talking to you. Oh, um, the pleasure's all mine. It's, it's great to talk to you. I've, I've really enjoyed your interviews with uh, with other members, and uh, yeah, it's uh, keep up the good work yourself. Thank you very much. Um, until we meet again, or until we chat again, or until I buy my $50 worth of stuff, well, uh, yes. hail Satan. Hail Satan. All right, that is going to do it for yet another show. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love to hear from you. Visit the website 9centspodcast.com and send your correspondence, all your correspondence, to info at 9centspodcast.com. Let me know of any suggestions, critiques, corrections, or general comments you might have. You can visit the SatanNet, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, or MySpace page for 9 cents and get updates on weekly topics. Listen to the show at RadioFreeSatan.com or download the show Monday nights via my RSS feed found at 9CentsPodcast.com. You can also subscribe via iTunes by searching 9 cents and don't forget to leave a rating or comment. If you'd like to learn more about the Church of Satan, visit churchofsatan.com. And if you'd like to hear other fine satanic voices, music, or personalities, visit radiofreesatan.com and online streaming radio station. Once again, thank you for joining me, and as always, I'm your host, Adam Campbell, and until next week, Hail Satan! <laughs>